Welcome back to the Spicy PL Podcast. This is episode 43. Co-host, Big Babble, a.k.a. Alex, with the one and only Big Joe Capolino. I thought you were the host. You know, you're the host. Co-host. We're both co-hosts. Oh, we're co-hosts. We're co-hosts. So I'm a co-host. You're a co-host. You know? I got you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not too smart. I don't know. I switch it up. I got to, like, say the same thing every time, maybe. But I just... Go f- so yeah, we're, we're off uns- the cuff. We're very unscripted. We're off the cuff. Yeah, it's all right. Today's so, gonna be off the cuff. It's it's always a little off the cuff. Tonight might be real off the cuff, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to Quest Nutrition and Athletics. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, we gotta actually. I this is serious talk, not even a joke. We gotta we gotta get us some. Uh, some cases of supplements we're running out. Yeah, we're running low. We need to hit Vang up. Hit yeah. Vang. Hit up Mung Powerlifter on Instagram. <laughs> that's uh that's how you get the the fast track onto the <coughs> Quest Nutrition stuff or check out their website. Yeah. So we've been busy, man. We've been busy. You know, episode forty two was a good one, but uh I just noticed it's not on YouTube, but um probably will never be. No, it'll so, be. It'll be. No, it'll be. <laughs> I post. Yo, it takes so fucking long for these YouTube videos to load. Like, um, you 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 like go to upload it, and it takes like over an hour for it to get up. So like, I usually just throw it on there and like do it before I go to bed or something. And I guess that one never went up. So yeah, it was a good, good episode. Thing we man. It was a good episode. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, if you if you're wondering where that was and you're listening to this now because you got a YouTube notification. Find forty two on Spotify or Podbeam or whatever. Um, we we did a preview of the Kern and talked about yeah. the IPF stuff. So it was a good one. I uh, I hate listening to podcasts on YouTube honestly because I don't pay for the premium shit. So mm-hmm. like when you exit the app or like lock your screen, it stops yeah, playing. It turns off. Yeah, it's the worst. So I just listen on Spotify. But yeah. you know whatever Me you guys want to do. Me too. Sometimes people play it. So. Yeah. We appreciate our listeners listening, tuning in from wherever. So I'll go get that thing up. I didn't even realize. Sorry. No worries, man. We're busy. Yeah. So there's a big announcement in the powerlifting world. <laughs> big meat. Big meat coming big up. Big meat. Uh, we saw, this is actually breaking news. We saw today, just out of the ether. Yeah. If you thought the baddest bencher meat was crazy, you're going to be pleasantly surprised to hear that there's basically I love the names because they just don't give a fuck. It's like it's like 1990s WWF wrestling. You know, this is the summer smackdown. Yeah. That might be like they might get slapped with some like trademark or copyright infringement from the yeah. WWE, but yeah. they don't care. It's a backyard summer smackdown. So it's funny because folding t- chairs. Yeah, Tony Carlino posts it. You know, summer smackdown, men's bench only roster, and like, you know, Will Barati's on it. Tony Carlino, Tiny Meeker, Scott Mendelson, Rich Putnam, Ryan Keneally. It's like the whole baddest. Yeah, where's crew. Jimmy though? Where's Jimmy Kolb and where's Bill Gillespie? Oh. You know, hopefully there's some additions. Hopefully Bill Gillespie is not in the cedar box or. <laughs> Yeah. After the best, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to shoot Jimmy a message though. Like, dude, you can't just let these guys fucking think they're benching something, you know, without you there. They were. They were like. They were on his jockstrap at Fast Bencher, even though he got third. Everybody was scared of Jimmy. 
Yeah, why? Yeah, why isn't Jimmy there? That's the big question. I, mean, I don't know. I'll message him. Bill, anyway, Bill should not be benching. No, hopefully Bill's retired, man. It, to actually hope, but he might be in the he might be in the box. I mean, how you want to go is how you want to go. You yeah. Know? So if he wants to go out on his shield. Yeah, but the funny thing is about this post is like I'm like, oh, this is a, they have this graphic made up, and uh, it says Sunday, July 18th, 2021. So I comment and I'm like, yo. Um, where is the meat? <laughs> it doesn't say where it is on the graphic. Is it, where is it? It's in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's close. I mean, it's like a seven-hour drive, maybe eight-hour drive. I mean, thing is, we can go to if it's in July and like the Canadian border opens, which it probably won't. I mean, we can go gamble in Niagara and then. No, Canada's a bunch of pussies. Yeah, fuck, let us in. fuck those Canadians. Yeah, they keep messaging me. Just shut the fuck up, yo. Honestly, just like yeah, we love you. Yeah, yeah, we do love you. Honestly, except <laughs> Mayhar, we don't. We don't. The rest of you guys are cool as fuck. Yeah. Um. But anyway, you know, stay tuned. I mean, this year is flying by. It's already May, so you know, maybe sometime in July you might yeah. find us in Erie, PA. We're not. We're not committing to this one. I mean, Erie, PA. It's just not as. It's not as fun of a trip as Houston was, but we'll see. Well, the summer smack down there. So that that you read off. There's three rows of names. So there's, it's like a it's a yeah. pretty big bench only meet. It's not just thousand. There's pounders. lightweight guys too. So, um, I mean, out of all those lifters, I wonder, you know, uh, how many good lifts we're gonna see. You know, well, I wonder. Yeah, and I wonder what the money is gonna be like. It's gonna be money if all these guys are doing it. Like if Tony Carlino's flying up from Orlando to do it, mm-hmm. so yeah, we've been stalking Tony Carlino. Yeah, so he, he, he had a picture of the guys on his story, and it was like from the Baddest Bencher meet, and it was like him, and you can see like Scott, Nate, and Jesse in the background like laughing because we're obviously fucking clowning the whole meet, and he's like, I got a feeling these guys were joking around the whole meet, and with like the fucking bl- you know like, you know the angry emoji blowing smoke. <laughs> did you see that i did i didn't realize an angry emoji but yeah it was yeah. like it was like the whole crew we were with and they're in the in the background just laughing yeah that's pretty good <laughs> like, i think these guys were laughing at us the whole meet <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were we like were. yeah we, we but were. I, I still sweat tony carlino dude i mean we still thought it was sick but we were laughing at the fact that we were we had the ongoing bet we were so, counting yeah so me and joe were on one side and then the rest of the guys were on the other side and so anytime someone bombed out or made a bench we'd be like putting the number of like <laughs> good lifts how many we got because we did the over under bet on four so we were just yeah. laughing about that yeah well anyway we don't want to spend the whole pod on those guys but uh we'll we'll keep getting up we'll talk to jimmy and see what's going on with yeah. that if mendy's doing it i might have to go i'll yeah. go alone yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you want to it might be you know every meet that he does might be his last yeah, it's a historic moment <laughs> yeah every day he lifts on a platform might be the last day i saw his toothbrush in our shower <laughs> the other day I don't think anybody's gonna get that <laughs> no, inside no, joke. I, I know I'm fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Luis bought like a, a a a back scrubber for his back, and I was like, you know, it just looks like Scott Mendelson's toothbrush because he needs an extender on his toothbrush. Obviously, Basically he's got if he brushes his own teeth, his, his girlfriend might brush yeah, his teeth. His flexibility <laughs> is so limited; he can't bend his arms or his chest, <laughs> so he needs a fucking. 
<laughs> extended back scratch or toothbrush to even reach his mouth. Yeah, I saw his toothbrush around here. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, speaking of meat recaps, you know, we were doing meat previews and meat recaps. The big one, the big one, the Kern, the Curd. The Kern, man. Last Dan, weekend. Dan Bell, you know, he had a hell of a, hell of a squat. <sighs> I, I love mean, a fight. He had a squat. fucking big gooch squat, man. He had a big mega gooch squat. Dude, we got to tell people <laughs> the fucking references. <laughs> before I'm baiting you into the reference. <laughs> <laughs> Another inside joke that we have to explain around here, but basically, it's not cool to have big balls anymore. <laughs> you know, that shit's so. Big dick, we already went over this. You yeah, no, no one has a big no, no dick. And if you do, we don't care, you know? <laughs> it's all about the gooch. It's all about the size of your gooch, you know? I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast, and he had this this lady on who uh, studied the effects of uh, plastics on, on our hormone production over the years. And the male testosterone and sperm count has gone down by 50% in America since the 70s. And mm-hmm. the, the way that they conduct these studies is they take the babies, they measure the amount of uh, you know, these toxins in the, in the bloodstream when they're born, and then they measure their gooches. And there's a correlation between your sperm count and your testosterone and how big your gooch is. <laughs> so, you know, because females have a very small gooch and males have a large gooch, you know, so... If you're exposed to these, you know, hormone disrupting chemicals and, and you're a male, your gooch shrinks down to closer like a female. <laughs> but if you've got a lot of tests, you have a, a huge gooch. And so yeah. we were watching Dan Bell squat and you could see the gooch from the front. I honestly think he has an, a gooch extended patch on his singlet. He might have the biggest gooch I've ever seen. Yeah. He's a fucking man. He's a man's man. Yeah. That's big gooch energy. Yeah. But anyway... You know, I was sitting on the couch watching the entire day one. <clears throat> so I actually had the time Saturday to do that. And uh, it was pretty great to just see Dan Bell lift and John Hack and fucking Chad Penson. Yeah, who the fuck's Chad Penson, dude? <laughs> dude, I don't know, but he destroyed these motherfuckers. Um, he lost by so, he lost by a decent margin. Um, at the hybrid no at the hybrid Chad Penson so I think he was just a bit overlooked but I think the fact that uh, I know he just put like a lot of weight on all his lifts mega PR total for him yeah I mean he broke the um, 198 world record wrap total hack broke the world record for sleeve total but he you know um, know, fatal error by hack not lifting in knee wraps yeah I mean, he could have left with the money. Instead, he got third place. He got like five, five grand, five, five yeah. grand instead of twenty-five. Well, it's really twenty-six thousand five hundred because you get fifteen to win your weight class. So not not only did he lose the weight class, he, you know, yeah. he got bumped down the podium. Because I guess at the current, like it was just overall Wilkes, and it didn't matter if you're sleeves or wraps. Like you, you could, were all you could going do whatever you want, head to head. Yeah. So I mean, if there's twenty-five Gs in the line, I'm. I'm I'm tinkering with some raps. I know he doesn't seem to like raps, but I'm tinkering. Chad Penson, he likes raps. Like I think he squatted like three thirty seven and a half in sleeves, and he squatted 
400 in wraps. I mean, that's money. That's the money right there. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what what the hell Hack was thinking. I think, you know, maybe Andy should have helped him out a little bit more. And well, Andy was helping both of them. Yeah. So I don't know who Andy's helping more, you know? No, but Andy should have told him to wrap his knees. Yeah, Andy should have Andy should have talked to him. You know? There was a lot of other... So, obviously, like, Chad Penson, you know, it ended up he told 997.5 at 198, which is a world record. I think Hack told 970 at 198, which is a world record because he didn't wear wraps. Um, and he missed a 400 deadlift to total 1,000, which would have got him the money, would have got him first 1,000 kilo total at 198, a 400 key deadlift, obviously. So there's a lot of reasons, but uh, he just ran out of gas. I mean, he was 7 for 7 rolling into that 400 kilo attempt and just kind of kind of got him. Same thing happened to Dan, dude. Dan, you know, squatted 505, 3 for 3, benched um, 275, 3 for 3 there. 606 bench, so two PRs, biggest subtotal ever raw. Um, he actually was lighter. He he came in at 375, I think, or something like that. Or um, he did a little water cut to fuck these guys up on Wilkes, and then he absolutely murdered 390, 859 um, on his opening deadlift. Went up to 903, which would have got him the money, and uh, he missed it. Uh, he tore yeah. his hand. Yeah, he like locked it out for a split second. No, and, no, on a second right? attempt, he just missed it at okay. his knees. He okay. ripped his hand open and let it go. And then I guess someone helped patch him up. Like I don't know what they did, whether they used crazy glue or new skin or tape or whatever. And he came out and locked it out for a split second, and he mm. tore his other hand. Yeah, and so was... he never never got the down command. He looked a little upset, but, I mean, it would have to have been the fastest down command of all time for him to get yeah. the lift. Yeah, I mean – he locked it out for a second, and when you're lift, when you're lifting, time slows time's down. so slow. So like he was look, he was looking for like maybe there was a chance, you yeah. know, but he, he dropped it. So <sighs> it, it dude, I I felt sick. I was like, like all I like I was sitting there all day just waiting for Dan Bell to win, and just um, I mean, obviously a great meet for Dan. Yeah. I don't know. He might have still PR'd his total. I'm not sure. And it was a big ass Wilkes because he was lighter. So he had a great day. I'm sure yeah. he's not upset. And I mean, he still won $11,500. So not a bad day for Dan. Yeah. Because he won his weight class and then 10000 I think, for a second place Wilkes overall. So you got to, you got to, so let's go over the results real quick, you know, before we completely shit on you. <laughs> 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 do we want to do days one and two? Or you wanna yeah, I didn't watch the second day, but I know that, you know, we were shitting on Blake LeHoux pretty yeah. hard. And so I think he needed the hate to fuel got, him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, I stand by what I said. <laughs> okay. I think he needed the hate <laughs> to fuel his performance. Like if someone calls me a bomber and then I just happen to go nine for nine my next meet, it doesn't mean I'm not a fucking bomber anymore. But he had a the like he had a great day. Mm-hmm. You know, he broke the eighty two and a half kilo world record total and actually was lifting against the current holder, which I think was Malik Durstein. And Malik had a great day, but uh Blake just fucking went off. He squatted mm-hmm. seven seventy. He benched like forty five, <laughs> like that's that's surprising, and then he didn't bomb the deadlift. So I mean, he made his opener, and then he made seven eighty three, and then he took a shot at Hack for the third place money, and uh, he tore his hand and put his hand up, like oh, you know how everybody does that. Yeah. But um, he could have pulled anything that day with straps. 
<laughs> and plus the judge, like you don't have to lock out shit. So, but he, he d- it did look legit. Like it would pass at most meets. I mean, his quads are so big and his rounds so short. It's almost like you could white light or red light any fucking lift he does for deadlift, mm. but he did look good. It looked explosive. So we got to eat our fucking hats. Yeah, I mean, we stand by it, but, you know, good for him. He needed our hate to fuel He to needed fuel it. it. He needed it. You know, I a mean, lot of these guys that get fueled by the haters. So then what know? about the females? Uh, did Gasparian <laughs> win? Yeah, um, she did. She didn't have a particularly notable day. I don't remember anything other than she squatted 573 at, like, 132. And then she just didn't really look, look good or lift good, but female Wilkes, I think, is messed up because – Hunter Henderson fucking was stroking shit. Mm. And uh, again, it's funny. It's like the same thing that happened with Hack and Bell. She was literally having like a pretty, I think she missed her third bench, but she was pretty much having a perfect day. Now, maybe she didn't even miss her third bench. I can't remember if she got that, like 336. But um, she smoked her first deadlift, and everybody's like, whoa. And then she went up to 589, smoked it, and her hand tore. And she dropped that, and then she just didn't didn't really get it going on her third. Um, something was going, you what's know, something on, was going. But don't have his hands tearing. Do you think? I don't know. I think it's probably think a new people, deadlift bar. Do you think people that are gassed tear their hands more because no. their deadlift, their their like strength? Oh, I goes think deadlift bars are kind of retarded. Well, do you I think, think their strength tear your hands? Do you think their strength goes up faster than their hands can? That's that's a good theory, but I think you'd more tear your bicep or your hamstring in that case. I, I think. Well, I mean, like most people don't. If you like don't lift like a moron, you usually don't have to worry about your bicep too much. But like, yeah. But either way, I think I lifted with a brand new deadlift bar at uh in Fort Collins, and I tore my hand. Uh, luckily, it wasn't a meet, but like yeah, they're sharp. And you, I've coached at a lot of USP. You know, I've coached at a lot of USPA meets now, and you see a lot of hand tears more than normal. So. When you smoke, it's funny. You see more missed deadlift openers at um, untested meets, which you assume use a deadlift bar, because you can smoke your opener so fast that the bar is fucking um, oscillating when you lock out, and it's just moving in your hand, and you tear your hand and drop your opener. I've seen that. I've only seen that at um, untested meets with deadlift bars. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. I think deadlift bars, too, they make the knurlings really sharp on purpose because they're like marketing a bar that's only made for deadlift and you don't want a smooth deadlift bar, but also sometimes you feel these and they're like fucking knives. So mm. I, I saw it a few, you know, I saw think it's few, the bar. I saw some issues. Yeah. Maybe it's a combo. Cause I mean, know, how many, uh, uh, why is Hunter Henderson tearing her hand at the meat and not in the gym? You know, I'm sure she has a good deadlift bar at strong barbell club. You know what I'm saying? Why is Dan Bell tearing his hand on, on the, at the meet? You know, I tear my hands in training and at the meet. I just stink. But, um, or I don't moisturize. I don't know. You know, I'm sure they, you know, they don't have these problems until they're at the meet. Because I think it's a brand new bar. It's tough. All right. So let's shut on the meet now. So, <laughs> well, well, to wrap up the females, I mean, I did what? There were other good females. There were some world record deadlifts. Um, I don't even remember who got third in Wilkes because it was just really Mariana and um, Hunter Henderson. And Hunter Henderson definitely looked like the more excellent lifter. But I think the Wilkes just fucked her. It's the Wilkes. Yeah, it's the Wilkes. She squatted 650 at 165 and it was smoke. Dude, who was that? Who was that other other dude? 
um, that was lifting, who was like, he hurt his bicep. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Yeah, that yeah. Honorable me. mention of that. Honorable yeah. mention of that guy. Yeah, I was impressed by that guy. He squatted like 400 keys, and um, you know the announcer, which we'll talk about. He was he knew him from Indianapolis and USPA meets, and everything this guy did was a PR. So he opened at a bench PR. Uh, I think he might have missed his third bench of like 584, but he got like 573. Um, and then he tore his bicep on his opening deadlift, came back out for a second, flipped his grip around. It was like a 744 opener, and uh, he got it and then just you know, just hung it up. Yeah. But that was a pretty it, it awesome performance from that guy, yeah. Justin Jackson. It looked like he hurt his bicep. Pro- <laughs> we were guessing he probably like strained it. No, he had, a, he had a cuff on. Yeah. He went back to his coach, and they were just like, oh, my God, you tore your bicep. And then he turned his hand around and kind of – it, yeah. it looked – it looked it was a good lift, but it looked fucking hard because he was, it looked like he was scared. It looked like it hurt. So – All right. All there's right, a lot on, of other on. shit going on. Come on, come on, come on. Let's shut up. All right. Place. So <laughs> – <laughs> so first thing I notice when I'm watching the stream and I watched both days. So I committed hours to this, uh, this yeah. meet, this event. I mean, some of it I watched while I trained, some of it I watched while I was doing other stuff, but I watched it. Um, first thing I noticed packed house, warmth room packed. Not a, I don't think masks were allowed because it's actually more, it's actually so, odd that i didn't see one mask in the crowd like one person there wasn't one person who gave a fuck which i thought was odd like when we were in texas like you know maybe 20 percent of the people in the room had a mask on no nah, it wasn't 20 10 percent. we were like the only i saw some families with kid like a mother yeah. you know they were wearing surgical masks that were in the meat but this was fucking this was this was next level and also there was a sign that said if you had if you were vaccinated you're not allowed in so that I don't even know. Well, actually, you know a little bit about that. Well, I was trying to figure it out because I'm trying to like I was trying to like, well, what the hell is going on with that? So I guess it's some. I don't know if it's con- would be considered conspiracy theory or, you know, what misinformation or, who the hell knows with info these days. But I was just trying to get to the bottom of why someone would think that someone being vaccinated around them would be dangerous for them. Yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot of truth to it, but there was like <laughs> something there was like something going around where someone was posting like a snippet from a study about like COVID shedding. They were looking at COVID shedding during a vaccine study, but I think it was like they were talking about someone who actually contracted COVID, I think. Or like yeah, skin, like no, skin it was contact, something about like, menstrual cycles and miscarriages from unvaccinated pregnant women, well, near vaccinated women. That shit was crazy. That wasn't in a study. I think that's just like people saying uh, we don't fucking we don't know. know. I don't think that. Uh, but either way, know. you know, we don't. It said go. F-, there was literally a sign that said like "fuck off" if you're vaccinated. So I think that also <laughs> <laughs> contributed to the environment. Which like at this point, I'm not surprised. So that's just like the first thing I noticed. I'm just going like it back in my thought process. I mean, you watched it too, so yeah, stop I me if I it. miss something. So then I'm watching the squat. <clears throat> I'm watching the fucking squat. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's fucking dark in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's, like the basement behind us is dark. Like that's what the meat looked like. Actually, it's brighter. <laughs> yeah, <here. laughs> I mean, like we love the powerlifting, but we also love shitting on meats. Like we shit on all. We meats. shit on every meat. Like we shit on collegiates. Yeah. We shit on the best. Bencher. No, don't feel. I mean, we love the out. baddest bencher. Like that was 
you know, it was sick, but was like sick, there were 20 we, minute breaks to yeah, load we bars. Po- <laughs> we point, we point out where we see there could be areas of improvements and at the Kern, you know, for the big production, it was, and they had pyrotechnics, but they had no lights. They didn't have any lights and the camera work <laughs> was just atrocious. There was just like, they'd be like, they had camera guys, but well, they didn't they, know how to use the So cameras. they had some stationary cameras and they had some guys with cameras on their shoulders, I'm assuming. And every time the feed would cut to, uh, you know, a, a mobile camera, I guess. Um, guess it focus. was out of focus. <laughs> it was completely out of focus. Never got in focus. But um, it was great because you got to see like kind of inside the warrant room sometimes, which that was great. But back to the lights. So Chad Penson's like, um, standing up with 400 kilos and the fucking lights just go out. <laughs> like they didn't have enough power for the DJ booth <laughs> and the lights and the pyrotechnics and all that shit at the same time. So the lights just went yeah. out. Kids squad a world record and you just assume, you know, the judges just, I mean, they saw, you just assume the judges saw it. But I mean, it's definitely harder to judge in the dark, man. Like I don't know why you would want to do a meet in the dark. I mean, maybe you do. I mean, as a lifter, you do. I think I remember the, going to a meet and being like, it's so fucking dark in here. I'm going to squat high. And then I squatted a, that was Chicago in 2019. I was like, yo, it's so fucking dark in here. It's great. And, uh, I just squatted high and I, everything got passed. It was sick. Yeah. I think if you want to run a good meet, you probably want decent lights. Luis saw the lights on the stream. It was like, yo, one time some guy tried to sell me those lights. I told him to throw them in the trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he bad was like, oh, are. I know what lights those are. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dog shit lights. <laughs> so, there were other things that, so then I'm watching the stream. I'm trying to, you know, I've got some popcorn. I'm fucking watching. And I'm like, who the fuck is this voice? <laughs> they, had a, they had an announcer and it was oh, Garrett Fear. We knew who the voice was. Yeah, we knew who the voice was. But um, people were messaging him in, the, in the, the YouTube chat, like the YouTube live chat, like, hey, man, why aren't you doing the meet? And he's like, yeah, I made some lifestyle changes. I'm not sure. So, you know, obviously he got off shit. So good for him. But um, so he's just he's just trying to be a commentator now, I guess. I, I looked at his, you know, I, I follow him on Instagram. I think he's pretty open about his. Uh, I think he called it like hormonal changes or something. Yeah. Sounds like he's like going through, you know, going through some things. That's through, okay. Things. But so, just, I mean, good for him if he is making lifestyle changes or do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he definitely looked like you know. Yeah. He might not be on. It's a little down. You know. It's good. It's good, man. Healthy. But uh he was overall pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so he was pretty much um he was pretty much like, you know, for he, I know most of you guys out there are USAPL lifters and listen to our bullshit, but he basically thinks he's the Matt Gary of drug tested lifting. Like he's the fucking attempt calling master, you know? Like everybody's opener was too heavy. Everybody's second was too good. Like he, that's all he did was call people for being aggressive, which is fine. I mean, uh, that's, I try to lift and coach that way. But at the end of the day, if you're commentating, like let's, you don't have to criticize every lifter's attempts, you know, um, especially if you're, your Garrett Fear and yeah, or if your just own like, attempt selection sucks. He's just like, <laughs> oh, that was three white lights, but you know, I'd probably expect it to be more like two, you know, yeah, two to one. Yeah, it's probably more of a two to one call, but you know, okay. Or that one, you know, he was in a tough spot. I mean, he though. was calling out bad, like bad he was in a judging, tough spot because so like, like you're trying to amp up the meat that you're working for, but you're also trying like he had to call out some bad calls. There were some really high squats passed. Yeah, and he did call him out. So like you know, I think kudos to him for actually calling it out, but like in the way he did it. It was just annoying. 
He was a little he was a little bitch though, honestly. Yeah. Like so the chat, if you've ever been in the chat of a live powerlifting stream, you know it's toxic as fuck. I remember when um IPF meets used to be streamed on uh the Goodlift site and there was a chat and they had to fucking shut it down like forever. So there's yeah. no chat at IPF meets. But it, it, I mean this is 10 years ago and this shit was bad. The you shit like that trolls, goes on is like trolls May, like Mayhar on yeah. there just like spewing. And I'm fucking trolling too. He goes 3 to 1 good lift and everybody's trolling them. He's like I'm about to shut the chat off. You guys are ridiculous. I'm like yo this is what you signed up for. <laughs> like, stop being such a bitch. He kept being a bitch about things like that. Like, people were calling him out when he made pretty bad announcing mistakes. Um, I mean, I'd prefer him over fucking, you know, six pack Lapidat any day. So I'll give him that much. He, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't the worst fucking announcer, but he, he's a little sensitive too. I think he's got to get his hormones checked up on, you know? Mm, that might be. So that was my reactions during the squat. Oh, and there was one more thing. There was a guy, I don't fucking remember who it was. People people were coming out and bombing the squat raw, which was insane. Um, but this guy literally took out his second attempt, dumped it onto the spotters. They re-racked. He got a squat command. They re-racked it for him. He walks off, and then he comes out for a relift at the end of the round. I'm like, since when the fuck do you get a relift because you dumped the weight after the squat command? Like it wasn't, um, I don't know it what the like WRPF a, rules are, but that sounds fucked. It wasn't like a misload or anything, no. right? It was just like... No, and he got a squat command, too. So they just like gave him another lift? Yeah, and he made it. Don't make no sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Also, that uh, Justin Jackson guy who lifted awesome, but he was like kind of walking out of squats, and he got a squat command and then kept moving his feet because they didn't realize he was going to walk out of uh, walk out of squat. Um, so they let him re-rack it and then like take it out again but like i thought once you get a squat command in any fed like you have to squat but i don't know i don't know what wrpf rules are that was something i noticed i i mean he didn't do anything wrong this guy literally dumped the bar because he couldn't control the weight after the squat command and they just gave him another lift i was like yo, yeah. that's kind of bullshit <laughs> and he squatted high and they gave it to him it's like yo there's there's some shit going on here yeah this meat it was just kind of it was kind of like a circus a little bit and uh you know, along with the, like the, I mean, like, you know, whatever. It was in San Diego or whatever. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. If they don't want to wear masks, like. It's fine. Uh, I think San Diego is a pretty Republican city because of the. People are getting vaccinated. The armed forces bases. Well, actually, the people in there aren't vaccinated, but, you know, people yeah. are getting vaccinated. So hopefully this thing, you know, calms down. But, um. Yeah. There's fucking babies all over the warm up room. Like oh, there's just man. so many babies. I there think were too was, many babies on th- the platform too. I thought it was like, you know, maybe a little irresponsible. Like I mean Gracie V had her baby and it's like, okay, you're the meat director, you got your baby and your baby baby Bjorn. But then there were more babies back there. I was just like, I'm like you can't have babies running around the warm up room, especially, you know, this type of environment me I mean, it looked pretty calm. Yeah. But you know, a couple weight like a weight drops on a baby. That's not good. This goes back to the camera work. You got a lot of shots of the warm the the threshold between the competition area and the warm room, which is where every you know, in any power to meet, that's where that's where you want to be, right? I'll tell you, there were there were two people that were there, <laughs> no matter who was lifting. Yeah. And you were like, Wow, these people must coach every fucking great lifter in the entire world. Oh. Joe Sullivan and his girlfriend were on the platform for the entire meet. I shit you not, two days straight, standing in the threshold between the warm room and the platform, 
hyping lifters up, slapping them, giving them coach. I'm like, there's no way they coach all these people. I yeah. think at this point they're literally just trying to get in all the photos or something. It's just involuntary. Like it was like the gym bro at the gym trying to like give you advice, yeah. but at the meet just trying to coach everybody. Yeah, it was strange. It was strange. Something strange going on there. I mean, I like Joe. I've met him in person. He's a really nice dude. He's a little weird. Like he walks around barefoot when there, you know, there's there's a meet going on. I think that's a little dangerous and kind of weird. Like I love being barefoot, but you don't have to be barefoot, you know, if you're coaching somebody. <laughs> he, like there's a picture of him coaching his girlfriend at the hybrid. She's pulling a, a deadlift. He's got his arm up. And he's got no shoes on. I'm like you're on the platform. Like have. You know, maybe that's the way to live. Maybe he feels yeah. more connected to He loves being connected the environment, to the floor. To the floor. Yeah. My girlfriend doesn't wear shoes that much. If she was I mean, did she take off her shoes when we were at the meet? No, at the no. meet she wore shoes though. She wore shoes. You know, okay. So. All right. But anyway, they were <laughs> they were just on the fucking platform the whole time to the point where I was like, All right, if I was lifting I'd be fucking annoyed. Like, yo, get out the way. There wasn't a lot of room back there. Yeah. Um and you know, I think they did coach a few lifters. I know that from his social media posts, but none of them that were in the uh, primetime flights. And so he was just there to be there. I thought you were going to say somebody else when you said two people. Because I I saw Brad Castleberry just like in the shot the whole thing. And you're just like sitting back there, just like smiling. Well, I think he was only there on day one where Joe Sullivan was fucking planted there for two days. Yeah. So he wins, but Brad Castleberry was also I was like, there. What the hell is Brad Castleberry doing here? And then Balloon Tits is also there, which she was uh she was just a hot topic of the chat. There was just some really fake big balloon tits that were standing in the threshold for pretty much a day and a half, I think. So, I watched the day one with you. I yeah, didn't she like wasn't there. I don't know, it was weird. She she was there a lot. I don't know how you missed her. When we were watching it, so it was just like in the chat, people were going crazy about this yeah. girl with with the big, the big, uh, big balloons, big ballooners, but the, the short bench rom. Yeah. <laughs> so what else happened? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? The the guy with the face paint. Oh well, that's day that's day two of yeah that's day two. We're, we there's a lot of shit to talk about on day two. Let's get through my thought process of day one. Yeah, I mean, let, like, let's let's you know abbreviate it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So the bench press, I thought that got kind of weird. Oh shit, we didn't even talk about. Yeah, there's. Yeah, as too I'm much going to through, there's about. too much, dude. Don't worry, we right. got time. All right. So no one's going anywhere. They're benching, <clears throat> and I'm like, wow, this is a weird angle. And I realize, so like, first of all, they have a legal carpet on the platform. Which why would you have that if you're not? an IPF meet like it's yeah. known it's the fucking worst, it's the worst slickest carpet. I don't think they shittiest knew. carpet they they're didn't like know. we're gonna get this fancy Alico carpet yeah. yeah so they had an Alico platform with like a monolith on it and then you know like a, a typical maybe like a ghost bench they had ghost equipment which was cool that stuff looks pretty sleek but it's like putting a Corvette engine in a BMW <laughs> yeah you know? so I'm like wow that's fucking weird so the bench the head of the bench was in the back left corner and the end of the bench was in the center of the platform so they set it up diagonally with the dick out towards the crowd but more like a side profile diagonal dick view yeah it was the weirdest thing i've ever seen and so many people had their nose had their noses were bleeding during squat um right where your feet go for bench there was a shit ton of blood and piss probably and whatever and then they tried to like soak it and and then chalk it so there's ch- the platform was fucking ruined by day one bench, 
and everybody had to try to plant their feet in blood and chalk. And I was like, yo, if they just set up the bench like normal, they wouldn't be having this problem. But there's some smooth brain shit going on. Yeah, people try to set the benches up dick out. You know, dick out to the crowd, we call You know, just call it dick out. And that, you know, it doesn't seem to work. So they tried to do dick out diagonal. Yeah. And you can't really see anything because the spotters are in the way of basically at all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird, man. It's weird. It was weird. It um, didn't really seem, there was some, there was definitely some foot slippage and people complain about foot slippage, but I mean, the blood and chalk, I guess, whatever, it didn't really seem to affect anybody. I just thought it was a strange approach to the meat. Um, that's really the the shit I saw during bench. I mean, raw benches. It's like well, there was really nothing exciting that went on. Damn, Bell bench six oh six. Well, I mean, you had I was like T- sick. T D Davis. T D like Davis, absolutely yeah. annihilate and like taking the weirdest jumps in attempts too. <sighs> yeah, that was uh, he's he went like seven seven fifty eight on squat, which was pretty normal, right? No, it was like it was like seven like and I think under seven fifty, and then he went to eight or something like that. Yeah, you might be right. He did like a bigger jump on his second attempt. Well, it was like almost normal though. It was a little fucked up. And then um bench he went like six thirty three and then seven oh five. Oh no, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what And then seven no, the deadlift's what you're thinking. And then seven sixteen he missed, which was surprising, but still he benched seven oh five in a full meet. So now he's got eight and seven as a subtotal. And then his deadlift was a fucked up one. Yeah. His deadlift was a fucked up one where he did like a seven twenty two opener. Or actually a seven fifty five opener. Yeah, it was high. It was seven fifty five, then eight oh four. So a fifty pound jump. Yeah. And then nine oh three. And then yeah. <laughs> like all of his attempts, especially the deadlift, like he was taking a bigger jump between his second yeah. and third than from his opener to his second. It was Yeah. That was fucked up. Well, it was and only he almost his second. Got it. Yeah, it was only his second meet. Like the guy doesn't know how to power lift at all. His like, his technique was terrible. He's just brutally strong. It's crazy. <laughs> like Luis was like this guy doesn't know how to power lift. If he put a belt on, he could just deadlift a thousand conventional raw, which I yeah, he wasn't wearing. I a haven't belt. seen done without straps and and a suit like strongman style. I haven't seen it done pure raw powerlifting since Benedict Magnuson. Yeah, I was watching. I was hanging out with my little nephew the other day, and I was watching fucking this uh, this Disney Pixar movie. It's called Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, TD Smash looks like exactly like fucking Sully, you know. He looks exactly like Sully from Monsters, Inc. Like, that's his body type. It's fucking insane. Like, he's... If he just got his technique down and wore a belt, he could be, like... He could be stronger than Ray Williams ever yeah. was. Like, uh, yeah. you know, he could be this generation's Mark Henry. Like, pulling 903 like that, that's freaky shit. Once in generation strength. It's super freaky, dude. Yeah. I think he's J. Mike's boy. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're in the fucking, you know, big benchers so, so circle. Why, you know, is J. Mike coaching him? No, I don't think so. Got J. Mike, you got to get him some some. Should tech- we get him on the pod? Some technique pointers or something. Yeah, yeah. J. Mike's got to clean it up. I think they. I think they're boys. They talk. Yeah, but but like, um, yeah. Oh my god, dude, that guy's just un unharnessed, unleashed power. Yeah. So just some small notes. I just want to hit on. Everybody had a custom monogram belt that was required. You needed your own embroidered belt. Um, so with your Instagram handle, Big on Joe it. Cap on the back. Here. I mean, at this point, I should. These are there were guys I never heard of in the A and B flights that had their fucking custom belt. These are big, you know, big personalities. Um, that's that's what I want to talk about was the prime time aspect. So everybody's like, "Wow, um, 
you know, the untested meets are starting to pick up the primetime idea from USAPL. Well, they really didn't. All they did was make a flight that was like the good lifters. And then they just ran a three flight meet. Yeah, I mean, so, we've, we've been doing that shit at Collegiates. You know, there's like the A flight mm, and the B flight. Yeah, I mean, like it, was just have, a, it was just a regular meet. There was an A, yeah. B, and C flight, and all the big guys were in C flight. And on day two, all the good lightweight men and all the women were in the D flight. They were lifting four flights. So all I'm saying is you're a primetime athlete, but you have to wait on day two. You have to wait three flights to warm up, and you're warming up with the athletes who aren't in the primetime, right? You're sharing the warm-up room. The whole idea with primetime is the singular focus is your best at best athletes, and there's 20-minute breaks, or maybe it's two flights, so it's continuous action, but they're they're highlighted, and there's there's it's better conditions for the athletes, right? Mm-hmm. You're not lifting in a four-flight fucking um, – session so the idea that they were calling me they were just calling it main card but nothing was different about those flights was kind of a sham it was just i was a little disappointed in that it was just it was just the last flight they didn't do anything it was just like they had like the shit dick flight oh yeah they had the good flight you're dan bell you're coming back from squatting 505 and there's some shit dick um warming up for bench and you have to share the bench with them i mean that's not the idea of prime time or main card so (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I think it's just it was a little shitty a little misleading I just want to make sure I didn't also the commentator kept talking Garrett fear kept saying like oh I just watched a replay it looked high so like he had replay but they didn't loop the replay into the stream so like that was kind of dumb that he was like oh I looked at the replay and it was it was high but like you know when you watch an IPF stream the replay is on the stream mm. so it was just a shitty just a shitty job there and then uh yeah, we just got to, uh, we got to, I think we should talk about two things that happened on day two that were pretty interesting. So, um, there was a guy wearing full Ultimate Warrior face paint. Are we allowed to do that? And I think we can do that if we want to, right? No. I mean, Blaine used to try to chalk his face and he used to get in trouble. You get in trouble for chalking a face? <sighs> it, it's, it's, it, it's a gray area in the rules because he's done it and he's, and, at World Games, they made him not do it. I think that was an IPF thing, or really? because we were on IOC channel. Girls can wear makeup, right? Yeah, I don't know. What if I want to wear makeup, but <laughs> warrior paint makeup? Yeah, I'm trying to remember this guy's name. The shit was full on. It was full on war, war paint. It was yeah, like, it was like black and red. Just it was black face. and red. Yeah, and uh, you know he was having a decent meet going. Lightweight lifter. I can't remember his name, and. uh he just came out and couldn't fucking pull his deadlift opener. And so I just think it's kind of silly. You go all, full ultimate warrior and you can't pull your deadlift opener. It was kind of tough. Yeah, that's embarrassing to go full ultimate warrior and bomb out on your deadlift. Yeah. And then there was another really interesting development that I, you know, I I find my way into these things because I'm just a dick. But there was a lifter, G. Dionio. Dionio? I don't know. He's like the all-time world record holder at 148, which a lot of people just don't pay attention to those low weight class, but he's like this ripped out dude. This is tiny and tough. He's more yeah, he's more well known as tiny and tough. So let's just call him tiny and tough. I mean, right what's now, his belt say? Tiny and tough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, as you know, this 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 meat 
$25,000 up for grabs for first place Wilkes, 10,000 for second place, 5,000 for third, and you know, additional 1,500 to win your weight class. A lot of money at stake. So even though this guy's the all-time world record holder at 148, he decided to cut down to 132. And I, you know, I'm There's watching the a smooth brain shit that goes I'm watching on along <laughs> with the meats. I'm watching along with the chat and everybody's like, where's tiny and tough? Where's tiny and tough? And so there's just like information coming out like in the chat. He cheated. He cheated way in. And I was like, how the fuck? So I go, to, I immediately go to his Instagram page to find out what's going on. So he's posting screenshots of his, um, prog, his weight cut progress. Who's Mike Marino was coaching him. Fuck Mike Marino. Um, you know, that he was 134 when he went to bed and he was texting Micah how sick he felt and all this and whatever. And he made a post that he made weight of 132 and he was fucking super shredded. But then as the news started coming out, people start commenting on his post like, fuck you. Yeah, we're not shredded enough. Fuck you, you fucking scumbag, whatever. So they're saying in the chat that he like, remember that MMA fighter who like did the towel lean to make weight? They were saying he was like, like it was like a curtained off area for Wayne's and he was trying to like hang on a curtain or hang off the scale. So and, like, how do you even do that? Like, do I don't you, know. Do you yeah. like take the, you take the curtain and you like squeeze it between your butt cheeks and like pull your body up? I don't know it, if you're like reaching like, to your left or your right. You, if you're near a curtain. If you hold it with your hand, it's going to be obvious. This yeah, guy, I don't know. Dude. He must have stuck a curtain up his butt or something. Propped his body <laughs> up or tied, tied a Bro. knot around... Bro, I have no idea. <laughs> How do you even do that? Anyway, I follow him. <laughs> I comment on his... He was on the curtain. <laughs> yeah, I comment on the post, and I find he just starts DMing me. I'm like, dude, this is hilarious. So I'm like acting like I'm his boy. I was like, yeah, dude, that's crazy. They fucked you. You know, just trying to get him to tell me what really happened. You never talked to this kid in your life. Never right? once, never met him. Was. Yeah, but, um, you know, basically he said, like, he made it. <laughs> Like that's his story is he made it. And uh everybody else's story is that he um he made it, but they realized he cheated and they made him reweigh in and he didn't make it, but then he like threw a fit and wanted the lower weight uh, on the signed card and so like they just decided to throw him out. Which I'm like, this doesn't I kinda believe him because if you're lifting for Wilkes, even if you weighed 134 pounds and you missed the 132 weight class, if your concern's winning all the money and you had a recomp plan, then you're fine. You just recomp because this obviously happened the day before the meet, not the day of the meet, right? 24-hour weigh Did they re-weigh him in, like, right I don't know, then and dude. there? Was there it, needs to be more info on in, this shit. Yeah, like, if he stepped on the scale, was, like, cl- cl- grabbing the curtains or whatever and weighed in five pounds you know, lighter, and then they're like, wait, 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 step on the scale again. Yeah. Like, let me see your hands. And, like, he weighed five pounds over. You know, that's one thing. But if they're, like, came up to him three hours later, it was like, yeah, hey, I don't know. weigh in again. Yeah, I don't know. That, those are things I would love to know. But, like, I was just basically, like, even if you miss weight, you're still incentivized to lift at this meet. Yeah. It's if per- you did a cut. It's so I smooth I, to not. Well, he got kicked out. So like, even if he wanted to lift, and he he his official weight was one thirty five or one thirty eight, whatever. They, he wasn't have, allowed to lift. So some some kind of argument happened. Something that must ne- have happened for him to get kicked out. Yeah, right? he I must couldn't have get caught red, like red handed, or like been like fuck you, like whatever. Like yeah, I think it's probably you know? that. But like uh, you, know, you know, we're not privy to that. I tried my best as a reporter to get in there 
I had a conversation with the guy, but it just wasn't typical shit. It just wasn't detailed. He didn't want to spill the yeah. whole beans of what happened. So you know, I something. think the meet was at his home gym, trains at California Elite, you know. So I think there's there's some stuff they got to hash out, you know. There was some drama, and he would have won, right? You think? <sighs> I think he might have. I think he could have knocked off Hack, yeah. Could have placed top three. Yeah. Instead, he had to clench, his, you know, clench the curtains between his butt cheeks to try to squeeze up and yeah the live stream did go out for a substantial amount of time and yeah, yeah that happens it happens. happens you know i'm just i'm just going through my list That's, i mean we're just we're just critiquing you know we just like shitting on the meat so that next time <laughs> they'll be better you know That's yeah fun. <laughs> a lot oh, of fucking a lot of big gooch energy coming off that platform from from mr bell if there's anything you get from this podcast it's uh check your caliper your gooch off it's just Dan Bell has it, the biggest gooch we've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> and we've seen a lot. An average gooch size for you know a male, healthy male, it's about two inches. So get out there and measure gooch. You know, if you don't know what a gooch is, you know, Google it. Go off. go incognito mode before yeah. you Google that one. Go dark mode. <laughs> um, all right, we had one more topic to quickly touch on. I think. Yeah, just a just a little topic that concerns the future of USAPL powerlifting and IPF, right? Is that yeah. it? Yeah. So we we did our <laughs> podcast episode forty two, and then um we we went to the gym, and uh we actually talked to Jill R now real quick, and she was like, "Well, you guys, that's all cool that that's your opinion, but what about the trannies?" No, I think we I think we realized right after we finished yeah the we did we did, but she she really made it evident that that's. That's one of the sticking points for the U.S. contingency is that, you know, if we accepted all these... Um, the TUEs. All this IOC stuff and WADA stuff, um, it's going to cost a lot of money for people to get TUEs, even if it's for something that's kind of harmless. It's just a big fees. Yeah, but that, fees. Would, that would come... The TUEs would come out of the people yeah. requesting them. They'd have to pay for it. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's just the fact... I mean, it's unfortunate. The fact that trans, you know, trans men would... Get, be allowed be allowed to get to you is for testosterone i think that's one of the big points that we just can't get behind i don't think caitlin jenner gets behind it either well no no i think you're mixing two things so trans men women you know female to male would be able to get oh, to use for testosterone yeah. which i don't give a shit about because we're going to whoop their asses anyway but that's a big thing to larry and the rest of usapl that testosterone is not allowed in competition no matter what the circumstance so that's one thing the other thing is that um yeah Trans females can get TUEs for whatever hormone therapy they need yep. to um to to be to to be female, and also you know with uh, some testosterone level checks or whatever they're allowed to compete against um you know females Bi- yeah biological biological females so that's upsetting yeah. to our uh female contingency yeah that's which what Kate, um we Caitlin we draw Jenner the line there as well caitlin jenner can't get behind that either yeah and and that's that's why we wanted to talk about this because i think caitlin jenner is a fucking legend she's you know my yeah. opinion she's she's pretty hot you know she's up there for me for for trans females she's up there you near know, the top i've seen worse for i've sure. seen yeah i've seen a lot worse i think she's pretty she's pretty attractive you she's know she's cute I'm into it, um, and I, I like her even more now because um, she basically said that 
you know, trans females should not be allowed to compete against biological females, which is just fucking common sense. And it's great that it's coming from her because, you know, in her past life as Bruce Jenner, um, she was, or Bruce Jenner was maybe the best, the best pure athlete on the planet for a while. And, you know, she knows why. And she knows that if she competed as a female, she would just destroy everybody. So, I mean, it's uh, it's refreshing to see, but I feel like the other trans people are going to revoke her training card. Mm. Like, they're going to be pissed. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of the... We, it's it's tough to speak for an entire community, right? So I think there's... I mean, they there's already don't of, like her. Well, there's a lot of outspoken... There's a lot of outspoken people that have disproportionately louder voices that are probably like you know, disavowing her from the, the community. But I think there's also a lot of people that are, are reasonable and, uh, yeah, they're probably not competing in power. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think a lot of the people that like are in favor of letting, um, letting them compete, you know, trans females compete against biological females are probably not, uh, athletically competitive or maybe, maybe didn't participate in athletics to a high, a high level yeah, or are just misinformed. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of information that's kind of construed to sell that you know uh, that story where like you know it's they're saying it's fair you know yeah there's like a lot of like misinformation out there so I think people are just misinformed and I think 99 percent of reasonable people if you uh, explained it to them they'd be like oh no that's not fair you know yeah yeah but just I guess we just have to let it be known what our opinion is that you know it's not we need to we need to protect female sports yeah and so we can't sit and not say anything yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm I'm with the females i'm with i'm with uh caitlin jenner i'm with i'm with larry on this one you know you did listen to two white lights podcast and you feel like larry wants to find middle ground rather than just yeah well the last the last episode we had if you listen to it you know is uh I was like, ah, oh, we're we're not leaving the IPF, you know, no way. You know, the the Instagram, the USAPL Instagram, they, there, some stuff got posted, but it doesn't represent like you know USAPL. Someone probably, you know, some admin <laughs> that has access to some intern, the, the, some intern probably just posted that and they deleted it. But um, I found out that that that, that those posts came from pretty high actually. Yeah, and. Uh, there's actually some backlash that <laughs> happened when some of them were deleted. So. Uh, I think you know the the higher up folks in USAPL are pretty upset about this. And after listening to Two White Lights with Larry, it does sound like there is a negotiation uh, happening right now with the IPF and the USAPL, and that uh, the USAPL is pretty determined to stick to their guns on a couple non-negotiables. Uh, and Larry didn't, didn't say specifically what those were, but I'd imagine that this might be one of the sticking points. Um, you know, the TUEs with the trans lifters, um, might be, might be one of, one of the big sticking points. Yeah, that's definitely going to be one of them. And you know, what, what I can hope is that it comes to the fact where, you know, maybe there are trans lifters on the international level, which I don't think will happen a lot. It's funny because it would probably happen more in the U S than European countries, that a trans lifter would make a national team. Um, but, you know, maybe we're just, you know, we just still won't offer that um, here. 
you know, and that, that the IPF will be okay with that. That's the only way this comes, you know, the other stuff with drug testing, I think it's just a money situation. There has yeah. to be, you know, there just has to be acceptance of, you know, just because they're going to make us comply with these rules doesn't mean we should, you know, just throw our hands up. We could comply with these rules, figure out the financials of it, which I, I honestly don't think are that bad. If, if membership fees go up and things like that, um, maybe testing goes down a little bit and you know, they're, you know, USAPL is out here and, you know, I wanted to say this on this podcast, Alex, like USAPL is out here saying that, you know, a lot of these countries are water compliant and they're not doing any testing. Well, guess what? That's been the case forever. So if you're, if you're now just starting to complain that Ukraine and Russia and Algeria and Kazakhstan um, and Uzbekistan, those countries, Iran, who are who are competing and sending teams every year to all the world championships, are not doing testing. That's not new. These rules don't have any effect on that. That's always so. Like ever since I've started competing at IPF Worlds, and you kind of you have these conversations with your teammates when you're on these trips and your coaches. You know you're not stepping on a clean platform, and you also know you're not stepping on a fairly judged platform. U.S. lifters notoriously had a hard time with judging internationally um and so we've always talked about this as a team and with our coaches to win a world championship as a u.s lifter you have to be that much better than the field and i'm not saying that's okay i'm just saying that that's something i knew when i did my first ipf worlds um eight years ago i knew it going in um i placed fourth and the guy who placed third failed a drug test six months later so but you know you got to think six months prior he was using and just didn't get caught and that cost me a bronze medal at my first IPF meet which would have been a really big deal to a 25 year old kid um I got over it and and you know uh, it it did clean you know people were failing um and I never had to compete against that guy again and when he did come back I whooped his ass because he he wasn't on stuff anymore um but you kind of know that going in so that to me is just like kind of just fuel the fire um for the social media stuff, but it's not anything new. Um, you kind of know you're not stepping on a clean platform internationally. You know, you have a better feeling nationally or locally that it's clean. But once you go over there, you kind of know. You see, you see, you know, about when you were in Dubai, you see that Iranian guy walking around. You know, there's no way he's clean. There's yeah. things like that that happen. Well, we were like, year. yeah, we knew we knew a couple of them were gonna pop, and they popped. Luis, yeah, Luis yeah. is able to pick out by eye the people who are gonna pop. Oh yeah, and they can, do. If they get tested, they do. We can smell them. Yeah, every every few years, uh, the stars align, and Luis hits one. You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you hear the story. What was it, Newt's story, where he was like seeing needles in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, know? and because that that's he was talking about a meat that was ten years ago. You know, um, it, it's it's actually getting better with time. Yeah. Um. It, so. it is getting better, but yeah, that, that those um, those facts about those countries being compliant because they don't really run tests. Yeah, is you know that's like that's I've benefited from I've benefited personally from some enforcement of the rules. Like when they suspended Russia um, and Konovalov couldn't compete at Worlds 2016 and therefore couldn't qualify for World Games. I mean, I got to think that if he uh, was there, I probably would have placed bronze instead of silver. I mean, just to be honest with myself, he's just a I didn't total enough that day that would touch any of kind of all his totals, but because because of some water codes that were enforced, um, he wasn't on the platform that day. And honestly, I don't. I feel great about it because I know in my heart I deserve 
what I got because I've been clean powerlifting for my entire life. Yeah, you get burned sometimes and other times you. So I just want to make that point. Like I never, no one, no one at the high level. I think even if you talk to some real, like if you talk to Dave Ricks and Jen Thompson, those are the names that come up. Like how many been to the most worlds probably right over the past 25 years. Um, they know, they know, and they're just that much better. And we've always known that. So what are you going to do? It's still the best option. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what What do you think is going to happen? I mean, it did sound like I was like, ah, you know, we're not leaving the IPF. But then I listened to that Two Way Lights podcast, and um, I guess Larry Larry sent out an email, and they even linked that. So Yeah. I guess, we didn't get linked. <laughs> I guess we're the we're the cucks of the podcast world. We're fucking podcast cucks. We didn't get no, linked. No, but it was it was actually a good it was a good podcast. Um I listen to that podcast sometimes. Yeah. Um Angelo his hot takes are sometimes a little bit cold in my opinion, but they a do lot, a really good job. A lot of time a lot of times he's on and got a I lot think, of graphics. Yeah, I think he's a lot of cool stuff. He's um, trying he's trying hard to make it a good production and i uh, hope he overtakes king of the lifts i mean so i hope he does well he's a paisan he's got hundreds you know he's over 100 episodes so he's been around longer than us and so i, I hope i hope it grows i mean um but yeah he sounds like he's doing a good job and most people are turning to that podcast rather than others which is fine yeah. Yeah, he does um, a lot of stuff on social media so he's trying i like his stuff. he pisses people off and doesn't care he's, so i respect that yeah but anyway, listening to that, it's like, Larry sounds kind of serious. Well, and they got enough people riled up that I'm worried about the NGB that everybody's going to vote to leave. So I'm going to be pissed, honestly. Like, I'm not we're, gonna, we're going to right? compete. Lift. I'm not going to go to the fucking meeting. I don't have a vote. I don't have a vote. You want to see what happens? Uh, Cordero will be in there. I'll just text him. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be there Sunday. Steve, yeah, I'm going to be on the beach doing something. I'm going to be hungover as fuck, too. Yeah. I'll hang out with Dan Bell the night before. I'm a little bit curious, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can pop in there. Get we'll you know, see. maybe run, maybe we can do some interviews. <laughs> yeah, it's typically like a twelve-hour fucking ordeal, so that's why I don't want to. I don't ever get involved. I don't want to get into politics while I'm lifting. You know. Yeah. And typically, it used to be before the meet, so like you didn't want to be in there and get stiff and be sitting there for eight hours. Now they're doing it the day after the meet's over, so I don't know. Maybe we will go. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But it's going to be so They got everybody riled up. I'm going to be pissed if we leave because I'm like, okay, like I know, I know these guys, like 20% of people on the IPF stage are probably gas. Like, whatever. I still want to whoop their asses. Like, it's, it's, I'm still competitive enough to want to whoop their asses instead of just throw your hands up and not compete at all on the international level. I'm going to be fucking pissed, dude. Like, I'm old, man. I want to just get in there a couple more times, swing some haymakers and get the fuck out. But I'll just. I don't know what 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 else do you do if if nationals is the end of the road, you know? Yeah, it's inter- it's an interesting thought. Just imagine what it would be like. Yeah. If we, uh, uh, I think they, they might shoot themselves in the foot. I think a lot of a lot of people, you know, Larry said. I think he said it on the podcast. Like he's not going to. There's 800 lifters out of 10,000. Or fifteen thousand, no, twenty thousand, and you know, eight, yeah, twenty, twenty something thousand. There's twenty something thousand lifters at eight hundred or four hundred lifters who yeah. get on world teams. Yeah. So he can't he can't cater to those four hundred lifters when there's twenty thousand members. But I think if there's four hundred lifters who make it to worlds, there's probably twelve hundred lifters who think they can make it to worlds, and there's 
5,000 lifters who are only competing because they can say they they might make it to Worlds one day and they're lifting the IPF affiliate. I think it hurts to just be a national fed without an international connection. I think it will hurt the membership and they might yeah. shoot themselves in the foot. It's harder to, it's less tangible. Yeah. It's less. Uh, That's a good word for it. It's less tangible, but I think it it is a bigger effect than just um, not having 400 lifters go. And, you know, there are the lifters at the local meets that just want to do a powerlifting meet and have a good time and want the consistency of judging and venue and how the meets run. And, you know, we want to cater to them. But, you know, if that's all we are with some big-time meets, you know, nationals and so forth, yeah, it just doesn't seem like as uh I think they underestimate it. It undermines the legitimacy of our national meets. So... If Ashen Ruska, Sean Noriega, Ray Williams, Danielle Mello, Amanda Lawrence, Bonica, they all decide, okay, there's no international meets anymore. I'm going to do the showdown. So now all those other lifters, say, take the top 10 lifters at nationals. Now they can't say they're the 10th best lifter or the 8th best lifter in the country in their weight class because there's obviously a better lifter somewhere else. People are going to go in different directions if the top lifters leave. Mm-hmm. Because like a, a lifter like um, Sean or, or Bonica even, they're only staying here because of the chance. They're, they're dealing with the bullshit because of the opportunity to go to Worlds every year. Um, but without that opportunity, then there's money at other meets. So I don't know. And I know USAPL has talked about money meets, but it's never going to be 25 k you know? Yeah, I mean, at the Arnold, yeah, I mean, if they did something like the Arnold but didn't pay the money to do it at the Arnold. Yeah, there'd be more money available. I mean, they offset a lot of the cost with the sponsorships, though. So Yeah, it's it, tough. It's it, tough. It is, it is tough. You know, I think if they didn't have to pay all the IPF stuff, they'd be able to do maybe like a couple Arnold-like meets. Yeah, we'll see. Know? We'll see. I, I, I hope people come to their senses. Like, I'm always like... You know, I am a, a dick and I'm argumentative and things, but like in the real world, I mean, and you know this too, like you have to find solutions to problems and you have to negotiate things and you have to, you know, just come to some compromises sometimes. I think that that's what needs to happen here um, rather than just like uh, say no. It's the yeah. real world, man. I mean, it's it's tough. It sounds like, they're uh, at the USAPL. They've kind of dug their heels in on some things. Well, we're digging our heels in on the trannies, but well, if the trans lifters, I mean, so say we say we just agree to comply with all all all, all that the IPF is asking for, then you know theoretically, is is something like that gonna start to affect high level female powerlifting? Maybe not immediately, but it could. It could. I think I think you're right too. I think you're right on that fact too. So. Probably, probably is not gonna affect. I know, like Bonica right said, she'd be out, she'd be gone. You think? Yeah, she's not. She doesn't want to compete against men. She's like, it's like, uh, it's like you, you know, you're so concerned about male privilege, and you know, in, in her eyes, and I'm paraphrasing what she said, is like, why you're gonna let a man just come in and take away what I've worked so hard for? Like, yes, it's it's a trans female, but it's it's a it's a weird gray area of is this male privilege? You know, just just fucking walk in here and win the meet without putting in the work that all our females have. It's a weird, it's a weird uh, perspective, but I kind of agree with it. You know, you were born with a, with, with a, 
perceived advantage in life. You know, maybe your yeah. gooch was pretty big and you gave that up voluntarily. Yeah. Well, you can't change the size of your gooch, okay? No. You know. <laughs> maybe they just need to have maybe they just need to have uh Instead of going male female, they just go by gooch size. <laughs> gooch size. Instead of weight class, that's you more go by fair, gooch size. You know, yeah. so it's like you know, it's kind of like height classes for bodybuilding. You know, it's just like you know, zero <laughs> zero to one inch gooch in one and <laughs> one inch. To Who's two the inch, efficient who gets you know, to measure the gooch? Two to three inches. <laughs> I don't know the gooch master. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> we'll appoint you gooch master yeah because that way you know that way it doesn't matter male female it's just all about the gooch you know that might be a more fair way to do it yeah yeah well and you can't you know you can't change the size of your gooch once it's there right <laughs> i guess not <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah I, I don't know what's gonna happen man i i i also agree that uh i hope i hope that we don't leave the ipa yeah hope so too all right so maybe we wrap it up there it's a pretty good discussion on a few few good topics yeah <laughs> thanks for sticking around this long i know we meandered around a little bit but there was a lot there's a lot we wanted to cover <laughs> on these topics so um we'll see you next time i think we're gonna be doing a couple episodes later this month in uh in austin texas with uh scott dobbins and the uh, production quality is probably gonna be twice yeah we're a little concerned yeah, Scott's Scott's out there acquiring all different types of AV equipment. So, you know, <laughs> I think after we do the podcast there, we might just have to continue flying out to do the podcast or something. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he's he's getting excited to <laughs> to run a couple of Texas episodes. But yeah, b- he's between pumped. between now and then, uh, we'll probably get an episode or two out. Um, are we got any guests lined up? <sighs> That's my job. And I could say that I don't have any specific guests lined up, but you know, I've uh, talked to many people who are willing to do it. It's yeah. just we gotta. We're trying to get some fe- a female guest on. Yeah, I think um, I'll work on that. Also, uh, I talked to Sean Coleman the other day. He'll be on eventually. Great guy, legend of the game. He's got some good stories to tell us. But um, we'll get we'll squeeze him in after we do a couple female guests and and get that get that ratio good we make a lot of promises we gotta make good on some of them <laughs> we, we come through we come, we come through. through yeah we still we still got a couple big big uh big targets we want to take down <laughs> i've dropped those them. yeah we gotta track them all right all right until next time yep peace <laughs>